this is episode 88. In this episode of All Hazards. It's been a monster. The destructive Dixie fire. We just had spot fires all around us. You couldn't stop it. Man, when, when Greenville burned up, it was, it was, it was pretty heart-wrenching. It was the kind of thing they had seen in the news time and time again. But now it's their turn to face the fury of wildfire. The Dixie destroyed their own firehouse. We lost an engine too. This small volunteer fire department was already an underdog. Now they're down a truck. It was uh, crazy, it was wild, and I, I, I hear some criticisms. But what could they do? So we're trying to save the town, but we just didn't, we didn't have the water. It wasn't anything we could do. Greenville is now a town without a firehouse, no equipment, and making matters even worse. We've lost half our members because of the community burning up. When you're chief of a volunteer fire department, you have to find solutions and the strength to manifest your own mythical phoenix and rise from the ashes better, stronger. Future Fire Department, I feel, I feel good about it. We sit down with Bob Orange, chief of the Indian Valley Fire Department at his new firehouse. It's just days before he officially gets the keys, right now. All right, if you haven't been to Greenville, California, let me describe it to you as best I can. I haven't been here very often and I haven't been here very long, but it's a quaint little town. It's got a major, I say major, it's a two lane highway that kind of goes right through the middle of town. But looking around, I'm seeing on all sides of me either hundreds or thousands of blackened trees, trees that have been burned by the Dixie Fire and buildings that have been burned. And where I'm sitting right now is essentially a four bay, tin or metal, aluminum kind of a, of a garage, big enough to handle four large uh, motor homes, or in this case, four large fire engines. And sitting with me literally on the front bumper of one of these fire engines is Bob Orange. He's the chief of the Indian Valley Fire Department. Bob, thanks for sitting down with me here on the bumper. I appreciate it. Uh, yes, sir, pleasure to be here, thank you. Thanks. So we're here to talk to you about what this community has gone through, uh, what the fire department has gone through as a result of the Dixie Fire. Let's go back though a little bit and tell me a little bit about how this community is your home, how long it's been your home, and and then we'll get right into what happened with the Dixie Fire. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, sir. Um, I went to school and grew up in Quincy, just a little way south of here, about 30 miles or so. And um, when I graduated high school, I went to work for the Forest Service, and I was on, on a hot truck crew with the engines and went through the Forest Service Engine Academy. At that point, I became a, a game warden, a state game warden, and then at Yuba Sutter County, my district, and Tama County, and then, cripes, 30, 40 years ago now, I, I came up here and this is my patrol district uh, for this area here and, and uh, been living here for 30 years. I retired 10 years ago and uh, I joined the volunteer fire department here in Greenville 11 years ago actually. And then I'm a reserve uh, deputy with the sheriff's office here also. And uh, own uh, 126 acres outside of town here, 100 acres of it burned up, crowned out. but. Um, Anyway, that's a little bit about myself, and that's where I'm, I'm here today. Okay, yeah. so tell me what it's like to be 
the fire chief of a relatively small fire department. Uh, volunteer, is it not? Yes, we're all volunteer and we're overseen by the Community Services District, and which is the water, sewer, the parks, uh, then the fire, the lighting. And uh, yeah, it's a small department and we don't have much money. And we're, I'll flat out say we're, we're poor, but we do what we can and we get the hand-me-downs or third, third hand-me-downs, what we can, but we try and make it a go of it and be as uh, uh, responsive as we can to our constituents in our small community. And I mean, they really depend on us for uh, medical calls and, and the fires here for the district. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So he, good people, all the folks are really good people and volunteering their time like crazy. Yeah. How, how many people are on your, on your team? We were at 14. Because of this fire, three of the volunteers have lost their homes and their business completely. Uh, several of them have had to move because of their jobs. I think we're down to seven right now. We've lost half our members because of the community burning up and they're working members and support their family and to live other places they've had to leave and out of here. Hopefully we'll be able to start building it back up again and get back up to where we were and hopefully even more. Yeah, yeah. So as part of that, um, that Dixie fire, your fire station burned down too. That's uh, a bit of horrible irony. Uh, yeah, it, it did. It was, a, it was a nice station, nice four base station, two story. Had our meeting room upstairs, a kitchen up there, restroom. Uh, part of a community hall was right there. We lost an engine too uh, in the fire station. We weren't able to get it out. We didn't have enough personnel here at the time to get that one out. Because our outlying stations from Genesee and uh, Taylorsville and North Arm, uh, we had trucks coming in from there. So one engine didn't make it out. We didn't foresee that it was gonna burn up. And our volunteers' cars went along with it while they were parked at the station too. Oh boy. Boy, that's, that's insult to injury right there. Yeah, I mean, you think of all the little things that go into a fire department, uh, wow. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that you buy that you, wow, the air compressors and tools and hose and SCBAs and all the stuff that's in the fire station. There's a lot more that goes in. There's an infrastructure that supports an engine and we lost that infrastructure that supports our engine and it was our biggest station. Yeah. So how are you going to move forward as a fire department? Uh, being straightforward, you folks, me and you folks. Calais. Cali oh yes, been huge. Mm. I, I can't say enough good things. Uh, immediately came up here and uh, uh, loaned us an engine, which I'm hoping to get on again permanently. We keep mm -hmm. it, it's a great truck. We have the best one we've got in our fleet. And uh, uh, really look forward to working with that and training on it and using it to support our people here. Um, but right away, we got that engine and then uh, realized the folks OES realized we lost our station and fortunately being part of the community service district, we had a clean lot here saying, uh, the trees have been burned up, but as far as environmental contaminants or from houses, asbestos, all that kind of stuff, we don't have to worry about it and we're able to get rocking and rolling yeah, that's good. and uh, build a place, put this in for us. Right, so I see you've got a couple of other fire engines here. Uh, it looks like a type one. This is a type one, the one yes, that we're sitting yes, on, type three right next to us? Uh, that one is our rescue rig. Actually. Oh, rescue so rig. So it's not a type three, but that's our, uh, for being the highway here, for going to the car accidents and uh, medical calls, that's our, uh, that is our rescue emergency okay. rig there. A little bit of water on it, but not that much. Okay, now you've got one empty bay behind you. Is that one gonna have an engine in it? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's over in Taylorsville right now, and we're gonna be uh, uh, finish out fitting it and uh, uh, getting it over. Okay. Over here. We used up all our hose and we're still putting we're still putting our trucks back together from the fire. I mean, yeah. 
Um, all our two and a half inch hose was laid all over the place mm -hmm. and, and fighting this thing. And you wouldn't know, but I mean, just two weeks ago, we were still in mandatory evacuation wow. and uh, in Terrysville and we're being a small outfit, people going, we're still trying to get our stuff back together. Yeah, so where did these two inches, we know where the, the green one came from. Yes, sir. <laughs> where did the, the two others come from, the red ones? Uh, this one right here, we bought secondhand, actually from uh, Austin, Texas. Okay. Uh, it was a good price on it, and we went there and picked it up, and we thought we were getting a pretty good truck, and to be honest with you, uh, a lot of rust on it. Oh. We've had a lot of issues. We put our fire department decals on the side of the door, and uh, it promptly peeled off the paint. So then we had to go uh, put, uh, repainted the whole truck, mm. took it down to a place in Orville and had it repainted. And okay. we're still having issues right now. The pump to take valve is on it. So it's it's new to us, but it's taken a lot of work. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is our primary engine we have for Greenville. So when did these come in? How long you had these two? This truck here, we've had uh, three years. Okay. Uh, the other one we've had, that's a newer one. We've had that uh, 18 years. Okay, okay. Yeah. The rescue right. group is 18 years. Okay. So you've got a challenge now. You've got to replace the equipment that burned. You've got to replace the firehouse. You've got to replace a few staff who, you know, a few firefighters who have unfortunately lost their, their homes and they've had to move on so that they can recover from their own devastating incidents here. Um, tell me about your optimism at this point. How do you feel? I mean, do you, I look around and I imagine you see this stuff every day, but how are you feeling right now uh, with regard to the future of this fire department? Uh, future of fire department, I feel, I feel good about it. We've got good core people. Uh, you know, obviously I plan on retired. I'm staying here and uh, got some good people. We have some new, a few new people come on board and we've had some people that want to join as a result of this catastrophe. Good. And incineration of Greenville and uh, get them with the program and get them trained up and uh, get rock and rolling and, and we need uh, we need some revitalism and, and our equipment being we're, we're trying to upgrade it, we're trying really hard to upgrade it and we are upgrading it and uh, we've got a big uh, a jump help from a couple of other fire departments are uh, uh, sending us a uh, Redland, City of Redlands is going to send us a Type 3 engine oh, good. retiring yeah. and their city councils, uh, my understanding of yesterday just approved that. Okay. And uh, set your pictures. It's a beautiful, beautiful truck, and just uh, it's great. Nice. And by having newer equipment, our oldest apparatus is 1963. <laughs> so then we jump up to 71. Eight. So we have old stuff, and it's interesting. Some of the young pups, younger people. I <laughs> I, I apologize for that. Young bucks. How's it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't know how to drive a manual. And so oh. they only know automatics. <laughs> and so all our trucks are manuals, and yeah. the drive their first vehicle to drive uh, that's a manual being a big old uh, fire truck uh -huh. is, is uh, daunting to oh, me. I bet it's, you've got to be capturing some of that on video because that's, <laughs> it, that, that's the silver lining I think in this. It gives you something to laugh at because these young guys have <laughs> never driven a stick and now they're having to drive a fire truck. <laughs> that's a stick shot. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It is, yeah. True, yeah. true sir. True. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't not laugh at that. And the new trucks or engines are much easier to operate. When you take these old rigs and the PTOs and the, and the levers and this and that, uh, it is a complicated system from the 60s mm -hmm. and the 70s. And now the new ones are very simple, easy. The OES rig we got from you folks, mm -hmm. 
nice, easy driving truck, Good. easy to operate. Makes Good. life a lot easier to fight a fire, yeah. more effective. So we talked about the staff, we've talked about the trucks. I want to talk about the temporary firehouse. It is temporary right now. This is just to kind of give you place, uh, a place to store the engine, store some of the equipment, uh, give yourself a, a temporary foothold. Tell me about it. Oh, it's uh, great. One, they've got big engine base. We were able to uh, park the engine here with no problem and uh, fit them in here. Uh, that's, uh, that's huge. I mean, these have been parked out in the open. I mean, uh, you never park tire trucks out in the open. I mean, the hose gets UV light on it and, and start to, just starts to deteriorate the truck. And uh, but having a place to store and people don't realize is, I mean, refreeze here. We're going to be freezing here real quick. It hasn't. My, well, so my, my tomatoes froze the other night, so we're hitting it. But in two months, we're, we're going to have snow here. We've got global warming. Depends on what happens. But we'll be down to 20 degrees regularly, 15, not uncommon. So we had to have, we absolutely had to have a place to park these trier trucks. Otherwise, we had to drain them and winterize them. They're no good to responding to a structure fire. No, you're not going to be able to screwed. say, wait a minute, let me fill the tanks up. I mean, Can't do that it. doesn't Can't work. Do so by having these here and getting them insulated and fire stuff, we'll be able to keep our response up and serve the, our community. Um, otherwise, we couldn't do it unless you folks brought us this, bought us this truck, and right. we got it already within a month. Wow, it's great, fantastic, yeah. and an office to work out too. And I see it gives you a little bit of a smile on your face knowing oh, that you get that, yes, sir. and yeah. a sigh of relief too. Yeah, it's been <laughs> yeah, it's been rough. Yeah. I mean, losing your community, the town of Greenville, and and losing your fire station, and and the people losing their homes. We've the Dixie Fire is is has been something. I. I feel sorry for the people down in, in, in the campfire in paradise. I mean, they have absolutely my sympathy and empathy like crazy. They went through it in about two days. This fire hung around for over a month. I mean, it hit Greenville and it came around two days later over around my house. And then literally three, four weeks later, it hits uh, um, Taylorsville. So we've been fighting this thing and living in the smoke for well over a month. It just hasn't stopped. It's been a, it's been a monster and it just has kept growing. It just kept growing and growing and growing. Mm. And it, uh, it's, it's huge. It's, it's amazing. Tell me about the new firehouse that uh, you're hoping for. Yes. And hopefully this will work out great. And with the blessing of the, with the Plymouth County Building Department, we're copying uh, the community of Meadow Valley, an all-volunteer outfit uh, just uh, west of uh, Quincy. In Plymouth County, we're all brothers in the fire service around here. We're not overseen by one agency, so a lot of independents up there. They just built a new fire hall with donations and stuff. Uh, they completed it two years ago. And uh, I worked with the fire chief over there too with the Forest Service in my young days. We were on the fire crews together and uh, have a, a bonding there. But they've offered to let us have their blueprints and um, their design and everything that they've done and why reinvent the wheel. And it's a beautiful station. It's really nice. And they're very, very proud of it. And I see no reason to change it whatsoever. So we're going to take that station and uh, rebuild the exact same thing in our property here. Nice. And I look forward to it, it'll be great. Ideally, when would you like to break ground on that? <sighs> and optimistically. Oh, no, no, well, to be honest with you, uh, uh, I'm the chair of the board of, for the community services district here and we have a board meeting on Wednesday and that's on the agenda and I want to uh, uh, work on appointing a person within the fire department or authorize myself to start uh, seeking a contractor and put out three bids and, and uh, get rocking and rolling on this and so as soon as we possibly can we need to do it and get going yeah, yeah. you think you'll break ground before um, you know the first heavy snowfalls I, yeah. uh, you can't fingers see me I got my fingers crossed yeah, yeah. we can see it okay. <laughs> I can see it any final thoughts then 
I don't want to catch me in the moment, but there's times when I reflect back and uh, during, and I'll say it was a firefight in, in Greenville, as you will see, and uh, it was uh, crazy, it was wild, and I, I hear some criticisms and, and about stuff, but man, we couldn't, we, we did what we could, and the firefighters did what we could, and, um, but extreme fire behavior took place. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just right outside town the night before, we had air tankers on it, when Greenville went up, we didn't have any air tankers, but the spot fires, when the column collapsed, we just had spot fires all around us, and you couldn't stop it. I mean, 50 yards out there, another spot fire, 50 yards here, and you just couldn't keep out. It, we had sprinklers going on our, and people say, okay, be able to hook up to the hydrant. We, our water treatment plant, we had a dozer line around it, we had sprinklers going on it, we had two hand crews on it, and the fire rolled in and burned up our water treatment plant, and then took out the electrical and our backup generators and everything. When people evacuated several days before that, Everybody turned on their sprinklers. And I understand why they did that. But in the process, they drained our tanks. We couldn't keep up with the water flow. The water was going out of the tanks faster we could. So we only had hydrants going for a little bit. And then we were out of water. And the, the, the rural engines, we depend on our water tenders and large capacity engines. This one, we got second hand that we're sitting on right now, only holds 500 gallons. A type one engine pumps out 1,500 gallons a minute, but only 500 gallons. And the OES engine we got was 800. Last truck we got was 1250, so we're getting up there. Our water tenders were a big asset. but So we're trying to save the town, but we just didn't, we didn't have the water. So we were drafting out of the creeks and uh, uh, trying to make that go. And water tenders were at a, at a premium to, 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 to fight it. I, I don't know, I'm just saying, but man, when, when Greenville burned up, it was, it was, it was pretty heart-wrenching to see my neighbors and their friends and, and their houses going up and there wasn't, wasn't anything we could do. We couldn't, uh, extreme fire behavior. It just, we've been going. I think, I'm going, I think the longest spot fire was over three miles. That's crazy. On the east side. And that's, you, you, can't, you can't stop a damn thing like that. Yeah. So explain to folks who maybe aren't familiar with the fire vernacular, when you're talking about a spot fire, how is that happening? Uh, spot fire, when uh, trees go up, you have embers uh, going up in the air, and then coming back down. And when they come back, if you're around a campfire, you see the sparks going out. And uh, uh, the embers were coming down and lighting, and they were, I was told it was like a 90, 95% ignition rate on the, the grasslands and over in pine needles. And like, uh, say, so you're there, and you put out a spot fire, well then an ember will come down and land out there and start a fire behind you. I'll be honest with you, it was about a mile and a half away, a hunter I know, uh, standing there and coming down out of a sky actually was, uh, was a beard off a male tom turkey. Uh, we have wild turkeys here. So the, the bird had burned up, got going, but the beard that was on this turkey, which is probably like four inches long or so, was charred and landed down uh, by him, and the fire was probably two miles away. So the debris and the smoke was bringing the embers, and then those embers and branches, literally small branches and big leaves, were coming back down and, and just spotting ahead of us uh, or behind us. That is insane. And uh, that has to do with the wind and the the weather that the fires themselves create. That's correct. Yeah, uh, we had lightning, th thunder. We're fighting the fire and we got thunder going off around. We don't know where the devil is it landing out. But no, we had, when we were fighting the fire, we actually had lightning and thunder come down from, that, from it was 100, 100 degrees, but we had this lightning and, uh, and uh, uh, I can see, uh, and then no rain came with it, but we were getting lightning and the thunder were clobbering around. So we're where the downstrikes are and where the other fires are gonna start. Yeah. So we're, see, I'm looking up here 
There, we've had some sprinkles, we've had some rain, there's a lot of clouds in the sky, but there's some blue sky out there too. Uh, does that worry you when you see this kind of weather coming in? No, I'm happy to see the rain finally oh, yeah? get some okay. precip. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As long as it's not a downpour, because uh, we'll get some mudslides out of it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. But no, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some measurable precip big, big time. We need it. Yeah, Boy. we do. All right, well, I want to thank you uh, Bob, for letting us sit down with you and, and talk about this. I know it's not easy, but sometimes it's good to kind of talk about this stuff. The good thing is there is some good news on the horizon. You've got an opportunity for a new firehouse. You've got some new engines and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, and you I, folks are, I mean, we're working with the sheriff's office here. You folks are working with the sheriff's office and we're probably going to hopefully put the substation because uh, the sheriff's office burned up here in town also and put that here on the property too. And I'm looking, I appreciate that to get an enforcement presence going back in the community again to, to stop looting of the copper and different things for people coming in out of the area to, to steal stuff. Uh, so I, I appreciate working with them to do that too. Thank you. You bet. Uh, Bob Orange, he is the chief of the Indian Valley Fire Department here in Greenville. Bob, wish you all the best. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for your help and your staff. Again, my thanks to Bob for his enthusiasm and willingness to talk about what he and his fire department have endured over the last couple of months. The Indian Valley Fire Department is well on its way to a new era of community service. And be sure to check out the additional content we have that accompanies this podcast, including photos and links and a video story as well. And thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to All Hazards wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have any questions or comments or even some ideas, send them to me at media at caloes.ca.gov. For everyone here at Cal OES and the Office of Public Information, I'm Sean Boyd. Take care and be safe. You've been listening to the Cal OES All Hazards Podcast. Don't forget to check out our podcast page where you can find past episodes along with show notes and links. And give us a social shout out. Tell others about us on Twitter and Facebook. And let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you.